Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hello, welcome to the call. This is Rod with A Better Way to Farm, where we work every day to help growers improve yield and increase profits. We appreciate you tuning in to today's podcast. We're super stoked about it because, as you guys know, we're always wanting to bring additional value. And we have someone today as a guest who I think for you guys has a lot of information and a lot of things that could really help you. Technology marches on. It never stays the same. And it is an ever-increasing rate that it comes about. And so tonight, we're going to talk about drones. We have an individual who was kind enough to give us some of his time. And I know he's very busy, and I appreciate him coming on here. He's from Centralia, Missouri. Let me introduce and welcome to the call, Taylor Moreland. Taylor, hello. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. I know that you had a very busy day and for you to carve out this time is deeply appreciated. We just want to say thanks. So Taylor, tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your background, please. Sure. So I'm Taylor Moreland. I'm the owner of AgriSpray Drones. I live in Centralia, Missouri. This one is based out of background on me. I grew up on a dairy farm in western Missouri family actually just got rid of the dairy cows uh, just a couple of years back. So I've always had a really good viewpoint from what the farmer sees on the farm. And so that led me into schooling where I studied ag business. I became a pioneer rep shortly after. Work, got to work directly with farmers kind of on the other side of the fence and really took my experience on the farm to try to improve you know, the way business is done with farmers, which led me into chemical sales. Uh, led me into soil sampling. Uh, through the chemical sales side of the business, that's where I got my first taste in aerial application and first look at what drones could do in that market. That's awesome. So how long have you been running AgriSpray Drones? I've been running AgriSpray Drones. We founded the company, I should say, in 2020. Now, really, whenever you look at my experience with sprayer drones, you should look back a little bit further. We got our first sprayer drone. It, I guess it would be the fall of 2018, uh, and did some testing throughout you know, basically the summer of 19. That drone was very limited uh, in, in capacity and just what it could do, but it did give us a taste uh, as far as what the technology, what the potential could be, I should say. So then That's in awesome. 2020, yeah, in 2020, we founded the company. We took all of 2020 testing out uh, the newer style drones, drones that we knew could that farmers could actually operate themselves. Nice. And so the key to this is is that farmers operate themselves, yes? Correct. Really, anybody can operate a sprayer drone. We, so our customers currently consist of, I would say, 50% farmers, possibly a bit higher than that, and 50% custom applicators, or possibly guys who do some farming, but mostly custom applications. <sighs> Fabulous. So tell us a little bit about how does the thing work? What's the application rate? What are the actual applications for it? Where does it work really well? Well, when you think about a sprayer drone on the farm, you know, what are you, what are you looking to do with it, I guess, is the question. And really, we're not looking to replace the ground rig. I know there's a lot of uh, sprayer drone companies that might say, you know, you can cut back on the chemical rate by using a drone. You can um, do this. You can do that. And really, you can't replace a ground rig just because of the volume. That's the same reason you don't see helicopters doing herbicide applications on a wide scale. So this is a tool for farmers to do any type of aerial application they see fit. So granular or liquid. Um, right now, 
farmers, you know, most often when you use aerial application, it's fungicide and pesticide on corn crops, typically, or, or wheat, you know, in my area, um, you know, beans sometimes, and other situations too, or just the ground is too wet, or you can't get in there with, with the ground rig. So we're looking at doing all of those applications, plus some things that helicopters, airplanes can't do that can only be done from an aerial platform. So things like spot spraying, trouble areas, uh, weeds, spreading cover crops, and specialty use applications. So essentially, when you think about a sprayer drone on the farm, really, this is the last frontier when it comes to farmers doing everything themselves. When you look at most large-scale farming operations, they do everything themselves. They don't have a pilot. They don't have a helicopter or an airplane. So they have to hire that done. This gives them the tool to do that themselves. Awesome. So let's just assume you're out spreading cover crop seed. What's the payload? What can it carry? How often do you have to refill? Talk to us about that. Well, this technology has advanced quite a bit as far as payload, um, as well as just usability and ease of use and other things as well. But as far as the payload goes, our drones that we sold in 2021, this past year, the main model was the Agris P20 which at that time was the largest drone available in the U.S. It was the 20-liter capacity on both the liquid and the granular tank. So it equates to about uh, 5.2 gallons. And with that drone, you'd be carrying on the cover crop side approximately 35 to 45 pounds, depending on density. For next year, we actually have a load coming in of, of the C30, which is the newer model, and 30 means 30 liters. That has a 40-liter capacity granular thing, but it equates to about 70 pounds of cover crop seed with the P30 model. So we're going to start getting some pretty good coverage out of this here, several acres in between fills, which, you know, early on, my experience was that the problem was you kind of had to fill up at both ends of the field, but we're obviously getting well beyond that now, correct? Correct. So when you look at the T20 platform, you know, primarily most applications that we have done, our customers have done have been liquid. So if you look at a two-gallon rate, which is the T20 platform. It has a 20-foot swath on a half-mile-long quarter section. You know, you can go down and back in your entry. You're filling on the same side of the field. The same case with the with the T30 has a wider swath, but in bigger tanks, so down and back empty on a half-mile-long field. On the cover crop side, the granular side, it does just depend on rate, obviously, you know, as far as how far you can make it. But it does really sure. open up a lot of opportunities in the cover crop space, you know, at least where I'm at here in Missouri. Most farmers are using cereal rye for cover crops because it's available, affordable, but most importantly, it's hardy. You can broadcast it or drill it after harvest and you get a good sand and it doesn't winter kill. So a drone allows you to apply a many, many other crops earlier in the season, you know, pre-harvest and get a good sand. That would be fantastic. A lot of the guys I know are using like beets or radishes or something along those lines, but they really need to be applied like late July in order to make it work right. And so this would give them that opportunity at the drop of a hat. Exactly. So, and, and to time it right when, as well. Yeah, because the one thing that we've learned here, the better way to farm is that timing is everything. And it doesn't make any difference if it's planting or if it's spraying or if it's foliar feeding, whatever it is, the timing is critical. I don't know. I've even done some reading on the Beck's PFR. They've got it down to the point where they can, can prove Beyond the shadow of a doubt, there isn't a, a yield advantage to what time of day you spray fungicide, you know. Yeah. And uh, the nice thing is if you control this yourself, 
if we hire it done, we're, you know, the airplane gets to you when he gets to you. And I understand that because that's his job to get as many acres as he can. If I'm doing it myself and I know there's a four hour window that I'm going to be at after that four hour window to get maximum results. And you would empower the guys to do that. That's pretty cool. Exactly. So look into your crystal ball. What do you see coming down the road for your company? Will you be adding other things? Or are you just going to continue to improve your drone? What do you foresee? Well, if I could predict the future, I probably wouldn't be in, in this business. <laughs> but <laughs> what, what I can tell you that, you know, what we would like to do with this business is keep providing tools just like this, just like sprayer drones that enable farmers to do things better on the farm, you know, different types of, of applications and management practices. So I see, obviously, the drones advancing. They will advance, and they're advancing very rapidly in payload and flight times and what they can do. But then also, we're looking at pairing this with some other types of imagery and drone technology to be able to provide, you know, not just a way for a farmer to apply it themselves, but to target application and reduce, you know, pesticide usage, you know, in, you know, basically decreasing their costs, increasing their sustainability efforts, and getting, you know, product where it needs to go, when it needs to be there. We're also looking at some autonomous ground vehicles as well. That's probably a couple of years down the road. That's pretty cool. A lot of big technology from a little town in central Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I don't know. We, we live in a very rural area, and the thing that I figured out was with a cell phone and the Internet, you can be in downtown Chicago with the push of a button. You don't actually have to go there. So yeah. I, I find that as a real blessing. As you guys are out working with other growers, what are maybe some questions that they have that you'd like to go ahead and address here on the call? Right. Well, this is brand new technology. I mean, it's, I guess it's not brand new. I've been in it for several years. But for many farmers, this is the first time they're either hearing of it or seeing of it. So there is a lot of, you know, questions A and skepticism B. So the biggest thing is payload. You know, these guys are comparing this to their ground rig that has a thousand gallon tank, a drone that has an eight gallon tank. So it's a pretty stark difference. So that's why I make the comparison. You cannot compare this to a ground rig. You're not going to be doing the same type of application. Although you can do the same type of application just at a much, much lower rate, just like a helicopter would. So that's the biggest thing is, you know, make sure you look at this from an aerial perspective. Second biggest question we get is batteries. Um, these are battery powered drones. So. Um, guys think, you know, you need you know, 20 batteries to operate all day long. But the way these drones are set up and the way the batteries are set up, you actually have a generator on site in the field. You have, a, you know, three batteries, one charger, and you can, can continually cycle through batteries all day long without downtime. That is a real big thing because I know that, you know, the first drones that we saw with cameras on them it was like you had an eight-minute flight time and you better be figuring out what you wanted because then you were going to have a crash and burn. And so to be able to do that, consistently where you can just rotate the three is a fantastic advantage, I would say. Yeah, and you're, else, on, you're uh, on the ground every every six to seven minutes, so you're going to be swapping batteries, you know, you know still in tanks at the same time. So it really doesn't, doesn't take any extra time to do that. Fantastic. What is the number one use that you see? What's the most common thing that guys are doing with these? Seeding, spraying? What, what's the number one thing you see oh, being used for? By far, fungicide. And I think we're at the tip of the iceberg here. So. Right now, these are just being used to essentially re replace uh, or offset the use for custom aerial application, and primarily that's used for fungicide. So that's what many acres, I mean, I think our customers have sprayed approximately between 25 and 30,000 acres uh, this past year of fungicides. 
second biggest thing uh, is going to be cover crops. That is a lot of work being done there as far as research and what, what works, what doesn't work for aerial application. And then third, herbicide got used quite a bit through these platforms this past year just because of the wet weather we had. You know, we had weeks where we couldn't get, you know, bean spray, the corn spray, and this was our option. And I've been tremendously impressed with the coverage that we're getting on a herbicide application at low volume. That's fantastic. And I would think that this would give a person a lot of opportunity that where an airplane wouldn't work. Maybe you're, you know, next to another house and you can fly low and be a lot more precise. You're not getting out over the road. It would seem to me there are some inherent advantages to being able to completely control that thing and turn on a dime. Is that, I'm yeah. assuming that has appeal to people. Definitely. That, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of feedback from a lot of our customers and potential customers of, you know, just the particular advantages here and there. And that is one thing that's been brought up is if you farm next to a subdivision, they say, you know, come spring season, fungicide season, you can guarantee, you know, somebody's not going to be happy about a plane buzzing over their house. And I probably wouldn't do either. <laughs> right. <laughs> so a drone, a drone actually stays within the field. It's the boundary at all times. It never leaves unless it has to refill. And it just comes straight back to you. Fabulous. Acres per day. What can you get in an acres per day with one of these? With the T30, so I should I should say we, we benchmark everything at two gallons per acre. That is label rate for fungicide. So that's what helicopters are planning to do for the most part. So at a two gallon rate with the T30, you're looking at at the most 35 acres per hour at the least 25, between 25 and 35 acres per hour. Approximately 250, 300 acres a day is realistic. That's pretty cool. That is excellent. So, question, uh, just for my own curiosity this time. So, do these have some kind of a GPS? Do you actually have to fly them or do you outline the field and then they fly themselves? They are completely autonomous. So, whenever you're actually operating, only back up. So, to set it up, you give it a boundary. And you can collect that boundary in a number of different ways. You can draw it in yourself. You can have a shape file. You can fly the drone on the field. There's a number of ways to select the boundary. Once you have that boundary, then you set your parameters, flight, height, speed, rate, you know, direction, and then, so, you know, start point. And then you land the drone on the side of the field or set up on the side of the field, fill it, put a fresh battery in it, press takeoff, and then the drone just flies itself. Flies itself until it's empty or until it has, until it hits the most efficient refill point, and then it returns the home automatically hovers, you press a button to land it, it lands, you refill, swap battery, press fill again, goes back to it, left off, and continues. <laughs> this is going to do a lot better job than I do with a ground rig, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture I should show you, actually, that, that well, it's a, more of a timing issue on, on that, that facet, but yeah. <laughs> we, we had a grower actually, actually spray Liberty. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, Liberty is not a systemic herbicide. So he asked if he could spray Liberty at two gallons per acre. He needed to. He had weed problems in his beans and it was wet and he wet another week. I said, absolutely not. You know, the label rate 20 gallon of Liberty. You need coverage. I don't know if you can do it. He did it anyways. Uh, did half the field and I was astonished. I mean, he had water hint that was between six to 18 inches and he smoked it. Um, it was a hot day. So that helped. Then he came back nine days later. After it finally dried out, of course, the weeds grew like crazy in those nine days. And he sprayed the other half of the field with his ground rig. And he uses 14 gallon per acre, uh, but same mix. And it looks like he didn't touch it just because the weeds got too tall. 
that that day wasn't you know the perfect day for liberty so there's a stark reminder of how important timing is oh absolutely i had a someone i met long ago in this industry he told me the best time to kill a weed was just before it germinates or very quickly thereafter and <laughs> and there's a lot of truth in that so the timeliness that you you afford a grower is fantastic with this i can see tremendous advantages and, and right after a rain is a great time to be applying herbicide too. Weeds are growing and hot and humid. So yep. you just can't get in there. And with this, you have that opportunity to really make a change. That's well, right. Taylor, any parting things here you'd like to say as we get ready to wrap this up? Yes. So on the supply side, we do have lots of interest in these drones. And everybody knows the supply shortages. Now we do have units still available. But once those are booked, they'll be coming in in January. Once those are booked, they'll likely be March or April before we had more stock. Interesting times that we're living in, Taylor. I never thought that I would live to see the kind of shortages that we have here today. Yeah. But uh, well, we thank you for sharing that our, our our chemical information on on shortages there. That's going to be a tough one this year. So, yeah, it's just amazing what I'm seeing happen here with all of that. But I appreciate you being up front with it, and so the guys can do something. Well, Taylor, if they you wanted bet. to contact you, what's the best way to reach out to you? So you can contact us through our uh, business email, info at agrispraydrones.com. Website's the same, agrispraydrones.com. Or you can call us directly on our business line at 573-519-5000. Awesome. And Taylor, I'm going to throw this out there that if they will give the code better way, we would appreciate that so that they can track what they're doing here. And I'll go so far as anybody who actually purchases a drone from you, we're going to uh, give them some apparel from A Better Way to Farm. So as long as they use that code better way so that you can tell us where to send it, we'll take care of that and we'll track it that way. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, Taylor, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. I know you're super busy. I'm excited about what you're doing. And we are really looking forward to hearing back from other people. Those of you who are listening, we do appreciate you taking part. It's an honor to have you come and give a listen to the podcast. And if you find value in what we do, we'd really appreciate it if you'd go on your platform and give us a rating. I would also appreciate it if you'd share this with a friend. Feel free to slip over to Facebook and follow us at abetterwaytofarm.com for more information. And guys, it's just a tremendous time to be alive in agriculture. There is so much going on in so many ways that we can improve and make things better. And Taylor just brought us one that is obviously a step in the future. So thank you for listening. We look forward to talking to you soon, and I hope you really are having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.